0: you <laughs> Previously, on the Jay and Dan Podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. Can we also backtrack to the the Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande? I I don't know. I just, I can't imagine dating anybody like her. If anyone could do it, you could. (laughs) (laughs) How do we make this
2: happen? Social media. Send the tweet What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it always that relaxed in the studio? Is there ever a moment where there's a little tension? We might be getting legalized this week, but (laughs) it was certainly decriminalized when when we were in the studio. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: After a record is done. Do you ever... Oh, sorry, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Old man, <Julesy.
2: laughs> The boy and girl Wiggle were married, now they're getting divorced. Oh no! It's like Fleetwood Mac now, the tension.
1: They built the casino in approximately 60 days. Wow. There's a bridge on the 115 over the Autonomy River that they've been working on for three years. (laughs) Priorities. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Presented by our good friends at Coors Light. (laughs) (laughs) October just started, and it's almost over. <laughs> Dan O'Toole.
0: It's already October.
1: how months work. <laughs> it's already October 22nd. Well, you know how February is. February begins, and three months later, you're like, oh, it's still February.
2: <laughs> I guess? It's just... It's sometimes 28 days long, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am fit as a fiddle this week. All my... What do you call them? Contagions are gone?
2: Oh, yeah. You finally... Uh coughed up all your all your <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> you, were in,
2: you were in bad shape Because I was,
1: a, I got to spend the weekend away from producer Tim, so I mm-hmm. healed.
2: Now, the problem is, is you guys shouldn't have made out. How weird would it be <laughs> if I turned around the corner and came into our uh, office space, the Jay and Dan TV show office space, and you and Tim were just going at it on the desk? It was so, like, uh, come so
3: on, it'll be fun.
1: <laughs> Tim worked the other night. I think this was on... When do we work? Oh, Thursday night. And this is how he sounded. So this is our producer, producer Tim, for the TV show. Okay, you tell me now, my guys. We got the Leafs highlights. We're like, Tim, you shouldn't be here. I'm fine. I just don't have a voice. Yeah, he, he, it That's was
2: ridiculous. He,
1: it no, was so he dumb. He needed medical attention.
2: And I was talking to our, our boss today, Mark Millier, the vice president of the network. Mm-hmm. And he was like,
0: hey, Mark talks like this.
2: <laughs> and uh, and Mark's like,
0: hey, uh how's Tim? Man, eh? still got all those diseases."
2: <laughs> he actually asked that. Oh yeah, because we talked about it on the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mark's the best. Uh
1: yeah. Uh, I, I spent the weekend watching baseball in our nation's capital. Yeah. I have to tell you, Ottawa. Every time I go there, I'm like, man, this place is beautiful.
2: It's a great town. Uh, how was the weather?
1: It was freezing. What was the caveat. We we were watching baseball at the old Ottawa Lynx Stadium. Now they have a team that plays there, the Ottawa Champions. The worst named sports team in the history of sports. Hey, just set the bar high. <laughs>
2: it's like, uh, I'm going to... Ottawa, we won it all. I'm going to name our, our son, who's going to be born in a couple of months, I'm going to name him Stud. <laughs> That's not bad. Set the bar high. Right, set it nice and high.
1: Uh, so I went and saw my uh, my nephew play with McGill, the McGill Redmond. They uh, won the national World Series, uh, so they're national champs.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah, and was, was McGill, what a great school to go to. Man, he must be I having know, a blast.
1: He's already done sports. Yeah, and this is his now, first year of school, so he's like, what, well, it's October twenty second. I'm home free." He's done sports. Weed was just legalized.
2: He's he's at McGill. He's going to have the
1: greatest year of his life. Uh, also, <laughs> while in Ottawa, it finally hit me, I'm old. Oh, well. So... Wh-
0: what was it? Old the- man, toolsy. <laughs> was,
2: it, <laughs> was it the diseases? Was it
1: the... No, it was like, finished dinner and wanted to go to a bar, so like, let's go to the market. You s- I spent my entire... Adulthood while in school for a year and a half in Ottawa at the Bywood
2: <laughs> Mine. My entire, my entire post-secondary <laughs> education. It was
1: three months, <laughs> so I spent a lot of time there. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is the greatest. So I'm like the cabin
2: that was big, right? The cabin, the cabin. Uh, I remember that one going Z- there.
1: Zafod's Bebelbrox. Zafod uh, That's over, right? It's not around. No, anymore. it's not there. It's something else. Went into a bunch of places, and I was the oldest person by about twenty years. Did uh did people Were people like, hey Dan, stay? Uh, oh, maybe I just did a loop. I did the loop and got the right, hell out. I'm right. like, uh, let's okay. No, these people's like, someone's dad's lost. <laughs> Whose dad is lost? Help him. Can you help him to
2: the exit? There he goes. No, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, like there's got to be a couple of places for uh, those of us who That's still like, go out and have a couple of drinks.
1: I asked the concierge at the hotel. Any place where I can go? A person my age? He's like, oh, you'll like this place. Sent me to some place, and it's. Yeah. I'm like, That's I don't your want style. this. I don't want
2: this. You love DJ Scratch and Sniff.
1: And then I just left that place just like with a, a, a tiny tear going down my face. I'm like, right.
2: I'm old. It's over old. for you. You know where you should be hanging out? Where I was supposed to hang out this past weekend? At the lobby bar at the hotel. That's where you should be hanging out.
1: Went back. The lobby bar in mine was closed. Oh. And uh, the rooftop bar was closed because the owner of the hotel was having a private party. You should have crashed that. I know. I found out the next day. They just told me it was closed. Yeah. Not until the next day did I find it was closed for a private party.
2: So, and I uh, had a little, kind of a similar weekend in the sense that I realized I was old because all I wanted to do was sleep because my wife and I, my wife and I. My wife. We had a little baby moon. We were going to go away a uh, final time before the second kid is born and our lives are over for good. And uh, instead we decided to do the staycation. So we checked into a beautiful Toronto hotel. And uh, we were going to go to the D-Bar. <laughs> so this hotel has a bar. <laughs> I think, think we, we discussed talked about this, it. yes. It's called the D-Bar. <laughs> so, so, it's an, I'll never, like, many, many people were involved. This is a nice hotel. <laughs> D-Bar? Yep. Yeah. Painted on the building.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned that this weekend. I ran into someone who went to that hotel. I'm like, oh, the D bar. They're like, yeah, they have the D bar. I'm like, yeah, the D bar. It's called the D bar. And then they, it finally clicked. They're like, oh yeah, I never, I never
2: thought. Yeah, of that. no, that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> but we were gonna go out. We went out for an amazing dinner. We were gonna go out to the D bar after. No, we just <laughs> just saying. That. We went to sleep. Hey, where are you going? We're going to the D bar. Going to the D bar. You guys want to meet there? <laughs> Bunch of us are going to the D-Bar. Who wants in? <laughs> now, when you were walking around the market, here's a question for you. Did you uh, did you notice a increased presence of the sweet,
1: sweet ganj? that's been legalized? I actually went into a smoke shop. I like talking to people, and I was out for a walk to get a coffee, so I walk in. I'm like, you guys must be busy, because they sell pipes and bongs and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, guys, like, uh, you have to tell me what those are. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, but he's like, no one's got their weed. I'm like, what? So
2: on our show, uh, 12.01 a.m. on Wednesday, of course, we're live, right? So a few people on our show, and I'm not going to name names, even though it's legalized, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but a few people on our show, as our show is going on, were ordering weed (laughs) online. Yes. (laughs) Yes. they were so which i was fully encouraged by the way i'm like yes it's because legalized. it
1: was an experiment we wanted to see if the the website was crashing we wanted right. to update canada yeah, as it happened
2: that's right so some people and again not naming names certain people were ordering ordering weed and by the way still executing their jobs to perfection yes okay to perfection all of these people
1: these were it was during commercial breaks commercial breaks they would and take tape the time, segments
2: tape segments they'd get their phones and they'd log on Because in Ontario, and people are listening to us across the country, in Ontario, you can only buy it online at this point. I know in Alberta and and Saskatchewan, other provinces. Newfoundland. Newfoundland, you can go into an actual store and buy weed. You cannot do that in Ontario yet because, well, we only had a year and a half to get ready for this, and we're still not ready. (laughs) Having said that, a bunch of different people ordered, basically at the same time, and it's been fascinating to see who's getting their orders because about 90% of the people who ordered haven't gotten their weed yet. So it seemed like such a good idea when people were ordering. It's like, this is like Amazon, right? It's, it's going to be at my door the next day. and It's going to be fantastic. But only one person has gotten their weed so far.
1: Because you know what it is? It's one guy sitting in a warehouse <laughs> in Toronto. Oh, right. He and logs he's stoned. In at, he's logs in at 1201. Okay, let's see if there's a... What the f- And then he's like, I can't keep up. So he's like doing one order a day, probably.
2: That's right. Some old retired guy. I'll get back into this. What? (laughs) 50 million orders? (laughs) Just
1: stoners. (laughs) Yeah, and I pointed this out while watching baseball with people. And my uh, aunt and uncle were there. And they, they don't care. They don't care if it's legalized. But I said, tell your friends that did have a problem, ask them. Have they woken up any day since it's been legalized and say, well, oh, that ruined my life. Nothing has changed.
2: You were mentioning that uh, Andrew Scheer was maybe threatening to have a look at it. If he was prime minister, he's the leader of the conservative party. And he's a fan of our show. I should mention that. So we're staying very impartial. Uh, Andrew Shear, we said, no, I might have to and have my response to He's that not is, looking at it. He's just saying that. He would never.
1: Do at the same time, look at legalized liquor. Look at that, too. Something's legal. Better look at it all. Well, why not legalize heroin? Legalize uh, Special K. Come on, it'll be fun. Can we um, discuss one of my tweets? (laughs) I wanted to get Uh, your thoughts on it. Should we? Yeah. Do we all want to stay employed? No, 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 it's fine. It's completely fine. So I got back to the hotel room after dinner on Saturday, and it was a magical moment because I turned the TV on and I heard Bob Cole. Bob Cole was calling the Sens Habs game. So I sent out a tweet. And they said,
2: honored him at the game, right? To yeah. You a, it's his uh, last senator's A video tribute. Because he's
1: only doing 10 games this year. He's 85. Yeah. Uh, as a lot of people have mentioned to me since my tweet, they said, he's the Foster Hewitt of our generation. True enough. So I said, Bob Cole alert, Bob Cole alert, he's calling the Habsends game. As long as this man calls games, we as a nation need to bask in it. And then I had to send out um, another tweet. For those that somehow responded to that tweet with negativity forever blocked, no time for that in life be bitter somewhere else and then people continue to chime in there and they use the same stupid argument of all cool oh he doesn't know the players names no I paid specific attention if he doesn't know he'll just say Ottawa with the (laughs) puck which is it's just fine he's not like saying the wrong name it's just the inflection his his tone his, his ability to to Sense the play to add excitement to it. It's the tone.
2: It's, it's the voice for me. It's it's he, Nobody has a voice like he does. Nobody calls like that. Like uh, people
1: should be kicked out of the country if they're like. There's a lot of broadcasters that do hockey that are f- garbage. Whoa, that are f- horrible, oh, and we're God. stuck listening to them.
2: Well, I again, I go back to the reason I think a people have a problem with Bob Cole goes back to the. Uh, 2005, 2006, am I getting the names or am I getting the dates wrong? The cup runs for uh, Edmonton and Calgary. And he... Calgary against Tampa Bay, Edmonton against Carolina. He
1: later admitted he was having like vision problems.
2: Right, right. And so, you know, for those, fans of those teams, their issue was, I was thinking about this today, actually. They get to the final, the Calgary Flames get to the final, and, he, and you're, it's a public broadcaster, and the person broadcasting the game doesn't know all the names of the players. And that's what people had a problem with. And they, they, they I think genu- genu- generally Westerners loved Bob Cole back then, but I think when it got to that cup final, because at that point Bob was just calling Leaf games and Habs games, basically. And so he didn't know the names of the players. So I hope I'm, they... just, I'm just arguing on the other side. I'm just saying that's why I think people... Turned on Bob Cole.
1: But here's the thing. As I was talking to my cousin about it. Even if you had those thoughts where you're like, Oh, Bob Cole, he's old. He doesn't know what he's talking about... Well, keep that to yourself. Why put that out? Why put that... Neg- I know it's Twitter. I know people are negative. Keep it. Keep that to yourself. There's a lot of actors and stuff and musicians I don't like. I'm not sending a tweet out saying, This guy's garbage. No, I keep it to myself. I want them to be successful. I want them to have a career. I like I don't get it.
2: Maybe you should start sending those negative tweets out. Maybe
0: that would, <laughs> That would feel good.
1: Christoph, can we hear a little Bob Cole? Oh, here we
0: go. Okay. English-
2: That's
1: vintage, Bob. And he only has like eight games to go because he's only doing ten, and they're all in the first half of the season. And I believe Saturday nights was his second game. Here's my question.
2: What I would like to know, because he's been very tight-lipped about it. Remember, he was not happy when they took him off the playoffs last year, right? Remember, he said, that wasn't my decision. And he kind of left it at that. He's a gentleman. He left it at that. He said, wasn't my decision. Obviously, he still wanted to call playoff games. But Sportsnet took him off. He comes back for 10 games this year. It feels a little bit like, uh, well, if we put him on for 10 games, then maybe people won't crucify us for, you know, eliminating Bob Cole from the broadcasting landscape. My question for you is, if, let's just, for example, Brian Mudrick's doing an amazing job as uh, our Montreal Canadiens He's English doing excellent. language. Play-by-play guy, doing a great job. Say Brian, uh, you know, left to take job in the European PGA Tour to work for Keith Belly. All of a sudden that job's open, just spitballing here. And, uh, and TSN went to Bob and said, listen, uh, we've only got 20 games left. Do you want to call them all? Do you think he'd do it? I say he would absolutely do it.
1: It should be Bob's decision whether he retires or not. He right. should not be retired because of his age. Right. Yes, he is 85, but still,
2: or... Well, if he can still do the job, then I say let him do the job. And, and also, similar situation in the States. Chris Berman just came back to ESPN just this past Sunday. He was obviously uh, retired by the previous ESPN regime. Thought he was too old, out of touch, whatever. Now they bring him back, this new regime, and of course everyone loves it. Because you think of Sunday highlights, it's Chris Berman. But by the way, I grew up with Chris Berman and love him. 99% 99% of the social media landscape hates Chris Berman. Yeah,
1: keep it to yourself. Uh, everyone has their opinion.
0: Oh,
1: hey, can we uh, talk to Danny before we call our yeah. guests? Yeah. Because we haven't had a chance to talk to Danny. I'd love social to social talk to guy.
0: Danny.
2: I'd love to. Danny, are, are you there, buddy? Hey, bud. Hey, there he is. So
1: Danny's our social media guy. Um, he runs uh, the Jay and Dan accounts. That's
2: right. Danny, you run all those accounts. That's an enormous responsibility uh, that w- was once uh, a job once filled by Ben Teller. How do you possibly uh, <laughs> you jump over that bar? You can't live up to it.
4: You Did really I can't. think I'm just a penis guy.
2: Did you talk to Ben at any point about about the job and, and the ins and outs of the job? I
1: have never talked to Ben Teller. Good. As someone. Um, As someone pointed out to me on Twitter, after I said I had to block all these people, because I said in a tweet, I'm blocking you if you say bad things about Bob Cole. And the guy said, people that like Ben Teller are the same people that don't like Bob
3: Cole. And I'm like, a thousand percent. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting correlation.
2: Uh, (laughs) 60, what was it? 60 plus percent of the listenership
3: obviously hates Bob Cole then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. (laughs)
1: Uh, so, Danny, where were you before uh, you did this? Yeah, that's a good question.
3: So, interestingly enough, when I got to TSN, you guys had just left, I think, and I was interning right here at TSN Radio. ah uh-huh. um, So I got a gig with TSN Radio for a little bit, um, and then I worked at Bar Down. Um, you guys obviously know all the Bar Down guys now. Yeah. Um... And then you guys arrived and then wh-
2: how was it presented to you? Did they say you're doing this? or yeah. Yeah. or 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 was it something you you asked
3: to do? So I, I don't know if you guys remember this but when you guys would come back to do promotional things I know Jay you came back to do some promotional things for your book. Yeah, yeah,
1: like holding cameras and stuff and doing interviews
3: yes right so so i interviewed you guys when you would come back Mm -hmm. and so my boss knew that uh i liked you guys and i was a fan of you guys before you left um so then he came to me when you guys were coming back and said you know i think you'd be a good person for the job you understand the guy's comedy um and and yeah i was just i remember one
1: interview uh specifically wasn't it in the e-talk studios yes
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah e-talk we uh we did a, a facebook live i think yeah. from the from the e-talk studios that's was, yeah, right that's right there was one time when we did a phoner and this is before i met either of you guys and then there was another time uh when jay came to the office i don't think dan was there yeah it might have been for the book one of the books i think so yeah um, yeah, and I and I sat down with you, Jay, and we did a, a Periscope. This is when Periscope was Periscope, there. yes. And it was before we were in the office that we're in now. Yeah. Um So yeah, that was my introduction to you guys. And yeah, when I was at, when I was asked to do it, right away, just yeah, of course. Well, and
2: I remember we did the Tim Hortons shoot, and uh, and you were there, and just right away, I knew you would you would fit in and do really well, and instantly. Uh, the degree of improvement over Ben, our previous social media guy, was so, so much. I think I'm just a penis guy. So much. It was almost astounding.
1: Um, Danny, do you venture into the comments section? Do you have to read all the comments when you post anything? Because whenever we post anything from our show, I never go in because I don't want to wade into that. I I go into my own comment section if I post something myself, but I don't wade into our show feed. How is it?
3: Yeah, it can be a dark place sometimes <laughs> if you go into the comment section. Um and yes, I'm always in there reading things, looking at things. Are you like are you like a manager of a hotel and Trip Advisor going in and saying,
1: "Hey, well how can we uh, make you happy?"
3: <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh we we don't listen to uh the viewers who are just kind of Yelling at us and saying, "Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You're doing this wrong." But I will listen to like people. There's people that I I see all the time, and I know that they're coming and they enjoy the the program. Yeah, and uh and they're just looking to. To I guess give us some constructive criticism or just uh, I'm okay with that. Honestly, there's a lot of great stuff. You know people people saying how great the show is, how great a specific bit is. What Um, Danny?
2: What is resonated in your mind the most since we've been back? And and also two part question that. Secondly, uh, online reaction to the Ben Teller appearances in your opinion. In in okay
3: first part of the question. (laughs) Um. Well, right now, you guys have probably seen that gritty is the star, the star of social media. Yes. Gritty is the star of all social media. We could put out anything. Uh, particularly this week, we put out the E uh, Jane Dan hockey story. Yeah, and it did amazing people. Right. People loved that. Um. But yeah, I mean a- anything that we do that is Scrum Lurkers go does it do well Scrum Lurkers does well especially on Twitter because uh the reporters love <laughs> to to try to find themselves in Scrum Lurkers they love I know to- cuz
1: they're in on the joke they know we aren't making fun it's yeah. just,
3: we're just just having fun, not right. making fun. And I think ninety nine point nine percent of reporters understand that at this point. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, exactly. Except for one, we won't <laughs> mention his name, but he writes for the Raptors for Toronto Star.
3: And the second part of your question is that my personal opinion on Ben. Well, that- no, uh, you could give your personal opinion, but also just
2: what what's your perspective on actual online reaction to him? You know, uh, mostly negative, mostly positive. Where does it sort of fall for you?
3: Well, like an easy. I hear 66 percent of the viewers love Ben, but yeah. <laughs> um, personally, I I think Ben's fantastic, especially from a content perspective. I could do less of the incest, would you rather?s <laughs> yes, And
1: you. Um, he doesn't get the point. He, he doesn't I love get it. that stuff. That's my favorite. No, part. but he doesn't get it. Like I <laughs> wouldn't actually mind him if he didn't say hello in such a <laughs> idiotic way. If he didn't ask those stupid questions. And
3: I love that he brings out the best in Dan. That's yeah. just, mm-hmm. He does bring out the best in Dan. And what a lot of people say is Dan's reaction and Jay's reaction, <laughs> the opposing reactions, are people's favorite part of Ben. Uh, it's so fun. I love it. But Dan is right.
2: Maybe we just need to coach Ben up a little bit. Less with the hello, Dan, hi, Dan thing. All right, maybe we'll we'll dial it back a bit with the incest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Ben's gonna dial nah, it back. No, no, nah, he probably won't. <laughs> he probably won't. Uh, guys, uh, can I uh, mention something really quick? I'm going to um, my hometown of Athabasca this oh, weekend. Oh yes, I want to hear this. And uh, I'm going to speak at the the Rotary Club is hosting a dinner, and we're, they're raising funds to build a new swimming pool. And um, so you
1: get to take the first dip. My gosh, I hope
2: so. I hope they're naming it after me the Jay Onright Dippin' Pool. <laughs> Come and take a dip. Ooh, uh, taste, test that pool water after a Sunday <laughs> in Athabasca. It might be scary. But, yeah, we're doing that. So we're doing that Saturday night. And uh, the Athabasca Advocate, my local paper, uh, did an interview with me. And uh, here's a little bit uh, of that. Let me just quickly read it to you. Uh, Ticket sales for the upcoming Athabasca Rotary Club celebrity dinner continue to go strong. This year's guest speaker is author and sports anchor, Jay Onright. Rob Belay, one of the organizers, said it should be exciting to have a good old local boy come in to speak to the people. It should be a fun night. Jay is a local boy who had done well, Belay said. He's made it to the high levels of the sports industry, including working for ESPN in the United States.
1: (laughs) You never did.
2: So... Just like one Google search
1: would have fixed that. <laughs> That's like when I was in that calendar. Dan O'Toole is the voice of Talk Sports. Have we discussed that? Now, what was that for? That was a- I'm not going to throw them. Okay, away. okay. Was, Dan did a for, calendar. It was for a calendar. It was a calendar, like and- not a, like a fireman calendar. It was like I was holding a cat. It was like everyone holding
2: <laughs> their pets, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was like local slebs holding their pets, and Dan was holding
1: his cat. Meow. It would have been pretty funny though. If it was a, a sexy fireman calendar. And one of them was holding me.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have been good too. But I prefer <laughs> the description on the bottom. It's a, it, you know, so it should as You know, Dan O'Toole, host of uh, Jane Dan podcast. It's a Dan O'Toole voice of Talk Sports. <laughs> so. Like, I'm trying to think, where would that have even come from? Like, and they had Talk Sports like it was a show called Talk Sports. That's never been a show that's existed, at least. Like, did someone
1: just like, hey, don't you think he could host a show
2: like Talk Sports?
1: Put it on the calendar. And then they said the cat was from Oregon. Uh, I've never been to Oregon.
2: Like, was it just someone? It was the same guy distributing the weed to everybody in Ontario right now. Hey, let's say the cat's from Oregon,
1: Meow.
2: (laughs) but he's never been to Oregon you That's what I'm putting on the calendar, and how about this? He's the voice of talk sports That's not a show go yourself. That's what's going on it Anyway, yeah Danny uh, you're from the hammer
1: Uh, For everyone else in Canada. That's Hamilton
2: I am indeed. Oh, man. Uh, how cool was it having
3: Arkells on last week? Those guys are the nicest guys. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I was actually just talking to uh, Christian in the office, and he said he saw them at Union Station. Um, I think it was on Friday. And he said it was awesome. They had they were performing there. They were do, doing an acoustic set. They had a bunch of people, a big crowd. Um, I guess it was really awesome. Were yeah, you they're still, killing
1: it. Were you still living in Hamilton when Jim Ballsilly tried to sell season tickets there and pissed off everyone in the NHL?
3: I was indeed. Did okay. you think How you were you getting a team?
1: That. 100%. Did you think I think
3: all of Hamilton thought they were getting a team at that point. Ball Silly
1: just did, if he had played the game, yeah he would have five teams now if he wanted.
2: Yeah. Now where's Jim Balls? Ballsley right now?
1: Well, he's from Peterborough. I don't know where he is now.
2: Probably, uh, he's probably the voice of talk sports.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, that was, he, yeah, you don't do anything that Gary says don't do. The
2: Jets played it perfectly. Yes. The Jets waited quietly, because they knew Gary wasn't giving them an an expansion team, because he didn't want to, because he doesn't like Canada. So they waited quietly in the wings until the Thrashers were on death's door, and then they were like, oh, we got a building, and the richest uh, guy in the entire country... Come on down. And even then, Gary was like, this doesn't work if they don't sell out game, This doesn't work. And then they sell the whole thing out in like a half an hour the next day. Well, I guess I have a team. Danny, one more question. Yep. Your hours are fascinating. They're very similar to our old hours because you're here later than we are. We uh, basically at 101 are you know elbowing each other to get the hell out of here. <laughs> You have to stick around for how much longer after that? When do you leave usually, on average?
3: Um, so it really depends on the night. Um, on a good night, I can get out of here at 2, 2.30. On a bad night, I could be here till 4. So. Hey! But can't you just go home and do the stuff on your phone? Uh, not everything. I mean, there's so, like we, we do the show, and then we have all of that content to work with. And I like to get it all done right then so mm. that I can just go to sleep, don't have to and think about it. And then wake it. up before I have to start posting stuff. Um, hmm. Yeah, it, it's a bizarre schedule for
2: sure, but... Uh, do you do like like I used to do? Um, drink six beers, eat half a block of cheese, <laughs> watch four episodes of Seinfeld, and then wake up at two in the afternoon?
3: 100%. Nice. Th- that's that's my night.
1: I love it. God, that, that makes is, me happy. I do love some cheese when I get home. Oh, it's great. I had some last night, cheese and some pickles. I did, too. That's a great thing. <laughs> cheese
2: and some pickles. <laughs> cheese and pickles. <laughs> have a lady over at Dulce. Nope. Okay. Um, uh, we should uh, call our uh, next guest. Danny, uh, great chat with you, bud. We're going to get you on a little bit more because we want to definitely get more of the uh, insight into what our, what our viewers and listeners are thinking. And online. you have to
1: bring us tales from the hammer each time. You have to have a unique tale, an on only in Hamilton story.
3: Interesting. Okay. Uh, All right. So just one quick question, I just yeah. wanted to stay on the uh like go back to Ben teller a little bit, yeah, um, so I have a story, oh, from a dating app, oh, mm-hmm. um just to stick with the social guy dating app, yeah, whole yeah thing here we go um so I was on hinge this weekend. what's hinge so hinge is like tinder or bumble. it's like pretty much the same type of dating app as that um where you're just swiping on pictures right
1: okay, it's uh I found it very uh, deplorable when I tried one of those, I hated myself every
3: second I thought one of them. Continue. So, I match with this girl, and we're going through the usual motions, just getting to know each other, I guess. So where are you from? Uh, where do you work? So I let her know I work at TSN, and so she replies to me, oh, um, someone at TSN crashed my brother's wedding this summer. Mm. So I ask who? And as I'm waiting for a response, I'm scrolling. I, I, I don't always scroll through the entire profile when I'm going right and left. So I'm scrolling through the profile, and I get to the last picture, and it's Dan O'Toole.
1: Perfect. Mm. Was it the one in, at uh, Crowbush in PI? Yeah. So, yes. So wow. I get
3: to the bottom picture, it. and it's amazing. It's just Dan O'Toole in sandals and shorts. Yep. And he's next to, uh, to her, and I guess it's her dad. I'm not sure who was in the picture, but uh, it's just uh, if you don't think you're on dating apps, Dan toolsy. Okay was this was the picture taken
1: on the beach or was it in uh, the reception later?:
3: It was outdoors, but it wasn't on the beach.
1: Okay, so I think I, I'll have to look at the picture because they were all really nice people. They were all really nice people, and I'll be able to tell you if they were nice all day and now they were nice all day. Because I saw them in the afternoon. I saw them at the ceremony. And then well, I saw them. just later.
2: hanging around? Like, guys, any well,
1: more food? We're staying at the golf resort, and it's that you see them. You, everyone's staying in the same hotel. So I would see them everywhere. Yeah.
3: yeah. So I so I talked to her a little bit more, and she said, "Oh, Dan was amazing. Oh. He was so great. He took pictures with people. It was, hey. it was awesome." So, and are you guys dating? Yeah. You? Are you gonna gonna get a date? On no, well, I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated. We're okay. still we're still talking a little bit. Does okay. she even
1: live here? Because most of the people were from out west and from out east.
3: Yeah. So I guess she got a job in Toronto, um, oh. but she's originally from Halifax. I think. So. Oh, perfect.
2: That's that's nice. Nice. Okay. Nice Atlantic Canadian. Well, good girl. luck with that. Yeah. So,
1: okay, yeah, keep just, us posted. I just on wanted that.
3: to let you know. We'll see. You're, you're on the dating apps. we Maybe you
1: should jump <laughs> back on them. I, why can't I just be an official wedding crasher? And then I'll like set people up from these weddings.
2: Why can't you get back on the dating apps and tell us about your adventures? You and Danny can both tell us about your adventures on the dating apps. That will never happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, cool dudes. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't speaking of cool dudes <laughs> well you, you you guys are pretty cool you're the host of talk sports who do You've we have got on a the... cat from oregon well, we don't have
1: them yet we don't have them yet oh we're getting them well we can say who we're calling can't we
2: so um you should tell the story of when we went to the children's wish foundation golf tournament and who the head pro there asked us about
1: yeah, you mentioned it when he came back. He wants to hear from Mike Botticello, or Botticello. Again, it's so weird. You say, Mike, how do you say your last name? Nah, eh, either one. It's your last name. How do you say it? Oh, whatever you want. But that's
2: John Tavares is pretty much the same thing.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: He said, uh, "Say it, Tavares, Tavares. I'm fine with it." And then he finally said, "Well, I
1: kind of prefer Tavares." So Mike was the guy in our old Fox days or ESPN days, according to other people. According uh, to the Athabasca Advocate, he would. Uh, his only job was to post the podcast in video form. He <laughs> press record, and that was his only job. Well, well, I think he
2: did. He not also go to many press junkets. Remember that excruciating time when he interviewed Sir Patrick Stewart and Ellen Page? They were doing an X-Men movie. Yeah. And he asked Ellen Page if she remembered us. Yeah. Ellen f-ing Page. She's
1: lived in the United States for the
2: last a tiny 25 years. Pretty lesbian from Atlantic Canada who probably never watched TSN in her life. "Hey, have you heard of Jane Dan? And then he just kept going with it. And Patrick Stewart is sitting there like, what the f is going on here, kid? You got three minutes. You're really (laughs) going to waste it on this. Yeah. I'm interested to
1: to hear what he's up to, uh, where he's working. Have we got Mike?
2: We've got Mike. And and we have our, our fellow former employee and very good friend, Bernie Kim, on the line, too. Gentlemen, how are you guys?
1: Oh, you're we're doing great,
2: That my, my, it my, was like comical, <laughs> comical. I knew that was going to be
1: at the same time. Uh, Mike, Christmas right now. Uh, let's start with you, Mike. Uh, did you know that you're a hit in the golf community in Saskatoon? No idea. Tell me more. Um, well I just did. That's we, a, we that's went all We, to, got.
2: Uh, we that's recently uh, hosted a charity golf tournament there, and the head pro of the golf course insisted on us calling you and getting an update because he missed you very much and he wanted to know how
5: you were doing. Yeah, I like him already. Uh, That's great to hear. I'm doing well. Um, Uh, Tell us what you're doing. It was just at Bernie King's wedding?
2: Well, and and then I saw you you guys after uh, for a quick dinner at Scopa Italian Roots.
5: Yeah, Uh, that's right. Delicious delicious dinner. dinner.
2: You got me in trouble, Mike, because I believe you ran into our old audio guy, Bobby Diaz, and told him that uh, that I had had dinner with you when I told you to keep it down, because <laughs> I couldn't see everybody when I was back in town. And so then Bobby texted me and said, You were in town and you didn't call me? Mike said he saw
0: you.
5: Classic Mike ratting people out. <laughs> Classic Mike.
1: Now, uh, Bernie, the reason we're making this call is because... You were mentioning to Jay something that uh, might be on Mike's radar, television wise. Please divulge. <laughs>
5: I am not. A uh, wait a minute, I Bernie. Believe... Bernie, before you do that, no, yeah, uh, that that's not true. Uh, I'm going to stop that right there.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we can't say what you might be involved in. Can we just say maybe a reality show?
5: I. Uh... I cannot confirm or deny. Okay, perfect. Okay, okay let's okay. just leave it at that. that. Let's leave it
2: at that. First of all...
5: it's a, uh, I'm going to use an industry term. It's called embargoed.
2: Embargoed. So fair will, enough.
5: Uh, when the embargo is lifted, I will elaborate.
2: Okay, perfect. Um, can we ask general questions? Do you have to prepare for uh, this this show?
5: I never prepare for anything. That's
2: a great point. <laughs> my I, sh- I should have known that. I should have uh, known uh, I'll that. I'll say
5: this, guys. I've never... I don't really like reality television. I worked for a season on reality television, and I really don't like it all that much. And I didn't even watch the show that I worked for. But (laughs) I've I've never looked more forward to watching a reality TV show than when I heard that Mike was possibly going to be involved. Anyway, like, like... it's it's going to be amazing. Oh, I, I couldn't
2: a- I couldn't agree more with you, Bernie. And I I will say this, and it, we're just ge- talking in general terms here. Um, Mike, are you excited about this, or is this something that you might be entering into reluctantly? Maybe maybe that's
5: a good question. Oh, you know what? I, I never enter anything reluctantly, so uh, <laughs> it definitely is super random. Uh, nothing I anticipated, so I'm just going into it uh, with with my eyes wide open and. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Bernie uh, hey, I'll say
1: that yes. Yeah, yes. no, well I was gonna ask Bernie a question here, but finish your thought.
5: Well, I was just gonna say real quick that we've been on a text chain with some friends for years. A friend of ours has brought up that she said, Oh, Mike should be on this show and I didn't understand it until I watched like one episode and like and then I totally got it. And then randomly a week ago, Mike gets this message, hey. Are you interested in possibly talking about this show? And this is amazing. Can I
0: confirm or deny that? Remember, Right, right. No, we're not confirming or denying
2: anything, and we never named any show. We don't know what we could be talking about. Talk Sports, the show Dan hosts up here in Peterborough. (laughs) So, uh, but can you confirm, Mike, that you were approached? So someone saw you somewhere and said, this guy? Yes. Wow.
1: Um, Bernie, you said you worked on a reality <laughs> show. Please tell me it was Temptation <laughs> Island.
5: <laughs> I worked on an episode, or uh, a season of Big Brother. Wow. Wow. That. Uh, was it... I didn't know that, Bernie. Was it bonkers? Sure
1: like, how much tape... Did you have to, like, go through 24 hours of tape every day?
5: No, I didn't work in the store. I worked in the competition department side. Uh, so we worked... We had to build, a. Uh, A game like there was like a game and episode that we needed to produce. Uh. We come up with these like competition ideas, and then like we and we then have to work on producing.
1: How is Temptation Island? How has that not come back? Yes, I know they (laughs) ran into problems and people faked the relationships, but that was it was that was
2: good good television. I have to agree, Bernie. uh, You should be the one to bring that back.
5: All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the bosses at FS1. Uh,
2: and, uh, speaking of, speaking of FS1, how are things going there? I understand Christine Leahy has a, a hard-hitting interview show that's about to debut. Uh, you know,
5: I, I guess it's going well. I, you know, I'm so locked into the, the Thursday football thing that, you know, I, I, I don't really know too much about the other stuff. I, I can't say. Yeah, yeah the Thursday so football. Diplomatic uh, Fox, so has a,
1: <laughs> Fox is dumping a ton of money. You guys have a, a set on the other side of the country for it.
5: Oh, uh, yeah, well I'm, I'm traveling out there every week.
1: Are you just yeah,
2: having uh, the craziest life? You're out in New York partying late
5: nights. Oh yeah, late night parties. Uh, sitting in my hotel room. Uh, it's it's great. It's Did you so say?
1: In I thought you said. Too. Too. That's where you should. Be.
5: Well, why wouldn't I? <laughs> my hotel room, guys. Like, where do you guys do it when you have a hotel room?
2: Dan only <laughs> in his hotel room.
1: Uh so yeah. uh, getting back to Mike. Mike, where are you now? Are you employed?
5: I am employed. Uh, you know, but I want to dovetail off this uh, situation that we're talking about. And um, Jay sent me a message, and I, I wanted to address this. He said, Dan doesn't get me after something I posted on, on Instagram. And I said, he never has. Dan, what is it that you don't get about me?
2: Oh,
1: I, I
5: get you.
2: Love this. This is good. <laughs> hey, Mike. This is the meat of it, finally.
1: <laughs> Mike, did you see the picture I sent to you on Twitter uh, like a week ago?
2: What I was it? it on. What was it?
1: It was a picture of a guy who sat a pumpkin pumpkin patch, and he looked just like Mike. And I took a picture of him.
5: That's about <laughs> yeah.
2: it. <A> good story. That's <laughs> the
5: ongoing thing because <laughs> I wish... Yeah, good story. No, but to, to give Dan some credit here, he, uh, I've I've done that to him several times. So so Mike, are you are guy you with salt and pepper hair?
2: Are you concerned, Mike, that, that Dan doesn't like you, or, that, or are you concerned that he just doesn't understand you and you want to know more about that?
5: Really? I mean, the reality is, I don't think he's ever taken the time to get to know me. Yeah, I agree. I
2: agree with you, Mike. And I think, I think we need to
1: rectify that Well, it's, it's fine. I, I'm going to get to know you just like the rest of the world is if you take part in this show. Or adventure, yeah. or,
2: or, or whatever it might be, but but even better. Why would
5: you need that? You can just you can you can talk to me anytime.
2: Yeah, I don't have time for that. Ask me questions. Sorry. Well, well what about? Here's an idea, because Bernie's always in New York. Mike, your job. You know, explain maybe to the listeners what you are doing. You, you are employed. Tell us what you're doing.
5: I am. I'm doing several things. So uh, last I saw you, I was producing a show for Complex, uh, and I was working with Gilbert Arenas. And they put it on a hiatus for the summer, and he didn't want to stop working. So he has a production company. So we've been um, putting together some content with that. One of which is a podcast, the No Chill Podcast. So I'm back in the podcast world. Oh boy, hosting so that with him.
2: So yeah. what yeah, are you doing for this podcast, Mike? Co-hosting it with him. You're co-hosting the podcast. We could listen to Check you every week
5: with Agent Zero. Yeah. Wow. Great number.
1: What's the podcast called?
5: The No Chill Podcast.
1: <laughs> I got to look this up.
5: <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll like it. I, I'm excited. And to... people are listening just, to this? You know, Gil is just a really. Uh, oh, Gil. Really oh,
2: he's Gil guy. to you. Okay. He is. Okay. All right. All right.
5: Like, like, like uh, Jay is Jay to me, Adam. Um So. <laughs> check it out. Hey, wait, 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 Mike. I mean, no. Mike, if you get on this show that we're not talking what? about, what you, and you know how they put did, like uh, they put your occupation underneath, right? Would you put internet personality? That is
2: such a great question. I would love to know the answer to this, Mike. What hmm. would you put if you have to have something uh, on uh, you know under your your name?
5: Influencer. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Yeah, I'm pulling up a... I thought for sure, when I first heard of this possibility, I thought for sure you'd put sports producer.
0: Influencer. <laughs> Influencer.
1: I'm looking at uh, Google Images for No Chill Podcast. Mike is on there. Hey, can you answer this? So one of your uh, topics was things you shouldn't say in public. This was on the No Chill Podcast. What are some things you shouldn't say in public, Mike?
5: I don't think I've ever heard of that.
1: Okay, so uh, that's... Uh, I won't so that's something. That was never
5: that's in, true. I in, Jesus, everything in public, so...
2: Yeah, everything yeah. Mike says probably shouldn't be said. No
5: chill. So you hold nothing back.
2: <laughs> I'm excited to listen to this podcast. The No Chill podcast obviously wherever you listen to podcasts like this one. So check that out. Okay, we we're, we 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 got a what sorry Mike, you're going to say
5: something. Uh no, it, it, it's 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 a fun time. Nothing too serious, nothing too heavy.
2: Mike, we're just okay, happy we got I'm it. no we got it. It's no chill. We're, we're happy you're employed. That's what the important thing is.
5: Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing some other cool stuff. I've been working with uh, Uproxx and Dime Magazine. So I uh, cover events and report for them. And I'm also working with Variety, covering uh, movie premieres and events, and things like that. So. Are you doing more Check junkets? Out. Out. Are you, stuff coming
2: are, you're doing junkets and stuff? Uh,
5: junkets, red carpets more so. Man, you're um, doing okay, Mike. I'm really proud man, of you. Your Here's a real story. So every day, uh, the Fox PR team internally sends out an email with a bunch of headlines, news clippings about Fox, and whatnot. And uh, I glance at it every day, and sometimes uh, ratings related, sometimes industry related. The second headline in was about A Rod making the transition to TV, and it said, Buy Mike Botticello. What? Hmm. Yeah, you know, so there's more uh, that I did at Fox because I hit the cords. Oh, on the podcast. Oh, but it's if, if oh. as we've learned, if Dan took a little bit more time. Maybe asking some questions. Busy
1: guy. I got, uh, I I've got research to do, people to call. I got to check in with my uh, insiders and all my contacts. We so
5: we would chat every now and then, but it's, you know, it seemed very surface. Day to day stuff like friends do, not not necessarily work related. Here's the solution.
2: Mike, I've got the solution. Again, Bernie's out every Thursday for Thursday Night Football in beautiful New York City. You tag along with him one weekend. Toolsy flies down. Boom. You guys have an incredible... You head up to Atlantic City. You gamble. You party. And you get to know Mike just a little bit better. What do you
1: think, Toolsy? I'd never want to go to Atlantic City. All right.
5: Bernie, have you ever been to Atlantic City? Foxwoods Casino. Foxwoods. Is it a... a Foxwoods. Foxwoods is fine. Atlantic City is, is not my favorite no okay okay well we, wait, I, I, we out to connecticut and also this jay this is we're all in the same hotel room though right
1: absolutely yeah well yeah okay. bernie, oh, and, oh, I, okay. yeah, bernie yeah, and i we've yeah. already done that we're uh we're i have pros fond that. memories
5: of sleeping at the foot of your bed then <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh okay guys we got to call up engineer jim now speaking of uh, fox people uh and uh to pick his brain
5: all right okay well can I ask you a quick question? Do I have to wait for time? You, is this yeah, so, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Just one, I have a travel question. Now I've been traveling a lot lately. Oh, I love this. Okay. Uh American Airlines does not edit out any of the dirty scenes of movies or TV shows. I'm what? watching. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Oh wow! I'm very uncomfortable. Do you guys? What's your thoughts on that? Do you watch it? Do you care? Does it matter? I used
2: to bring Playboy magazine when it still had the centerfold and the full spreads onto planes and deliberately hold it up as high as I could and read it. (laughs) Because I just felt like I had paid for this space. Uh, Other people had paid for their own space. They're welcome to do what they wanted to do in their space.
1: How about American Airlines just setting the mood? Yeah, why not? They're like, go ahead and... In our bathroom. Hey, we're the no
2: chill airline.
1: <laughs> Just. <laughs> f- okay. Well,
5: okay. Thanks for hitting that. Right. Watch my, my porn next time.
2: No problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, guys, it was awesome chatting with you. Uh, when you when
1: it does get confirmed, Mike, yes or no? Let us know.
5: You'll have the scoop. I'll have a major announcement. I cannot yes. wait.
1: Yes. I Cannot. Don't wait. announce it on the No Chill podcast. Announce it on the Jan Dan podcast. It's a deal.
5: If anything like that ever were to
2: happen, if okay. any, exactly, okay. if that was true, yes, exactly. Bernie and Mike, miss you guys. Take care. Miss See you guys. Too. There we go. All right, now
5: and we can
0: finally to the
1: reveal, uh, Mike. They want him to be on bumper stumpers.
0: <laughs>
1: bumper stumpers. Do you think
2: any uh, anyone under the age of forty will know what that
1: is? Look it up former Canadian game show. They want Mike to host it on the Game Show
2: Network. I have a serious question. Now they're bringing back all these game shows in prime time, you know, Strahan has the Pyramid, and um, Alec Baldwin has a game show, right? the Match Game or something. Why aren't they doing that in Canada? Why aren't they bringing back classic Canadian game shows in prime
1: time? Because we don't have the monies. It's a cheap to do. You build one set and you make it up. Huh? and No, not here. Why are we talking like Italians? <laughs> And by the way, the only game show I watch, it's on repeat 800 times a day. Family Feud still. Steve
2: Harvey. Steve Harvey's very good. Very good uh, game show host. You'd be a good game show host. Bring back Definition. Doot, doot, doot,
1: doot, 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 doot. Supermarket Sweep. Bring them all back. Primetime.
2: Let's talk to Randy Lennox, the head what of was Bell was Media. The, uh,
1: what was the, the game show? Again, it was Canadian, in which the people came on and they had a. They had like an object and they had to write. There was either it was one truth in like three lies about it. So you had to guess as the contestant if the the person was telling the truth or if one of theirs was a lie. Do you remember that one? That was
2: called no chill.
1: (laughs) No, it was called. People are going to wonder if they're watching video portion. You keep bending under the desk. Well,
2: (laughs) (laughs) do you have a dog under there? Well, no, here's the deal. Ruff, ruff! Coors Light sponsors our podcast, which we truly appreciate, and they've been a great partner. Um, I'm consuming a beverage that is not a Molson Coors beverage. That's
1: right, because we can't drink beer during
2: this. So out of respect, I'm doing it under the desk. Now, Coors sent us, and you have one, if you could hold it up for the video portion, really cool bat cups. They're, they're, They're like the end of a baseball bat. Yeah. And it's a cup. It's the coolest thing ever. And they gave it to us deliberately so we'd have something to drink out of on the po- podcast. I just forgot. I forgot to bring it today. I forgot
1: to bring Christophe, it. does the uh, entire podcast get posted in video form or just portions? The entire thing. The entire thing does. Where do you find that?
2: On YouTube. YouTube, I believe, yeah. Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tano Tool
2: learns about the internet.
1: <laughs> so this YouTube thing, it's just YouTube.com? Hey, uh, Engineer Jim is with us. Um, Jim, uh, your uh, your visit got cut short last week. Speaking of YouTube, um, do you think videos are bigger now? Because if you post a video, if you're a, a Taylor Swift or something, it gets like a billion views. Do you think that's bigger now? Or do you think it was uh, bigger when it was just on MuchMusic or MTV in the States when it was appointment viewing and you had to be in front of your TV to see it?
4: Wow. That's a great question. Um, I, I, it, I think, uh, if you can get a video that's obviously trending now, it's way bigger than, uh, you know, just the stuff that was running on much music or, you know, MTV and all that other stuff. I mean, for a long time, that's how you got your record played. It wasn't, you know, from the play airplay on the radio. It was how popular was your video, and that really wound up selling more records for you.
2: Well, and Jim, yeah. like, for, you know, specifically Guns N' Roses, who you worked with, you, you think they were, like, peak MTV, the Patience video. I remember it so well. Like, that was so peak GNR and peak videos on MTV and much music up here in Canada, and maybe the difference is that there were less videos, so it was concentrated, and mm-hmm. you were sort of inundated with those same videos over and over on MTV. Whereas now there's so much more choice. Even if, say, the Taylor oh, yeah. Swift video gets it's seven million crazy. views, there's so yeah. many more artists who have so many more videos out. So maybe the the audience maybe is splintered a little bit more than it used to be.
4: I, I definitely think that you know because people are. Are f- obviously from what you just said. They're they're finding different ways of you know following their favorite artists or whatever they want to follow. You know, be it uh, watching the favorite uh, actor, actress, celebrity. You know, taking out the trash or uh, you know watching a clip from you know the next Riverdale episode. You know what I mean? You're very or, hip, Jim. Very. Y- hip.
1: You know what? Uh demographic or what segment is huge now, and I know because I've got two girls that never used to be anything in the, the world of music, is like teenage girls singing. I don't even think they're teenagers. There's this one girl. I'm looking at the video now. It's got 27 million views. I know the song Word for Word. It's a girl by the name of Jojo Siwa. She's like 11 or 12 years old, and she's already multi multimillionaire just for putting videos on YouTube.
4: Like, that, um, that that never just, existed before. No, no, no. no. That's just <laughs> unbelievable. And they can be famous for, uh, I don't know, uh, I think uh, on Dancing with the Stars or something. They have yes. celebrities now who are like influencers, uh, social media star or whatever it is. Yeah, and like, like sexy Mike. Person. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's like, an influencer, Jim.
4: Yeah, an influencer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's an influencer, all right. Here, Jim, you've got to listen.
1: Um we're going to listen to uh, Chris Huff pulled up some Jojo Siwa. Here's what has to be played in my house at all times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Way, every day the way it's I catchy you.
1: It's immediately uh. catchy
4: Yeah. Uh, although you might find me on, on the rooftop <laughs> Getting ready to leap
2: Yeah, I might <laughs> stab myself in the ears If I had to listen to that Hey Jim, one thing but we want if, Oh sorry, go ahead
4: I was just going to say Look, if your kids find something that they like And they enjoy it And they sing it And it makes them happy Great, exactly oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: but I'm gonna one thousand. Well, my daughter listens to exclusively right now. I'm not lying. Daft Punk. She's obsessed oh. with them. Obsessed. She's three, and she loves the, the you know the robot the, the vocoder thing, right, Jim? Yeah. She loves that, and so it's nonstop Daft Punk. I'm all for that. I'm. F- <laughs> I'm all for this. Great. This is in my house 24-7 now. I can get into that. This is pretty cool. Jim, when you were on last week, we were talking about uh, Burt Reynolds passing away, and you didn't yeah. get a chance to, to finish your thought, because you actually worked with Burt Reynolds at one point.
4: I did, and uh, man, he, you know, he was just the greatest guy, and talk about a legend. Oh, my God. And, you know, the regular guy, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't work with him a ton, but uh, the few, it, it was hilarious, because it seemed like, you know, he was always sort of that character, almost uh, that character that they play, uh, the parody of him Mm-hmm. You know that they do on Saturday Night Live, right? right that you know, Nor McDonald Norm did. McDonald would do. You know, it's it's hilarious. And, did, what, uh, what did you work? Yeah, was he recording an album? Uh, no, actually, um, he did this TV show. This was in, uh, I guess, late eighties, early nineties, like eighty-seven to like ninety-one, and it was a show called Out of This World, and he actually. It was just his voice. He played this girl's father who was an alien, uh, and the mother was, she lived with the girl, and the mother was a regular human being, but he was an alien from outer space, and you never met him. But he would talk to his daughter, and it would be like, you know, every episode would be stories about life lessons and the father-daughter talks and all this stuff. And he would talk to her through this sort of, I don't know, kind of glowing rainbow, kind of like pyramid cube thing. And so it would just be his voice. And because he would just do voiceover for the show, you never saw his face. He was like, you know, I'm freaking Burt Reynolds. Why do I have to go to some studio to do this? Why don't you guys come to me? You know, so... Uh, basically they worked it out with the studio where we would take the recording truck and go up to his house in Homeby Hills, which is like the swanky area of Beverly Hills. And this was when he was living with Lonnie Anderson and they had this unbelievable house up there. I mean, it was beautiful. And we'd pull up with the record plant recording truck and uh bring the gear into the house and, you know, try not to make anything messed up, and he had this really cool kind of like man cave with a, a big-ass bar that had this beautiful view out the back and uh it had a big movie theater in it and we'd set him up in the movie theater where he could just chill out and uh, do his lines and all that stuff and Uh, and uh, hang out in the house and so, because we were there all day, they'd get like deli platters and, you know, Lonnie Henderson would be like, hey Jim, can I make you a
0: sandwich? That's amazing. Now now, Jim,
1: you can attest to the fact that if this is true or not, but uh, when you think of Burt Reynolds, you think of like a big six foot, one, six foot two guy, but that was not the case. He was a tiny guy, right?
4: Yeah, he was like 5'11. I don't think oh. he was 6 feet. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's pretty pretty okay, a big so, guy actually. Yeah. He played I mean, football and
2: stuff, right? Like for I think for Fl- University of Florida yeah. or something like
4: that. Yeah. 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 But
2: but, he, uh, but let's he, go back go back to the the house, Jim, because I want it. So Lonnie's walking around. This is you're saying maybe early '90s, late '80s at this point.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was probably I don't know, maybe like you know '89 or something and, like that. And how's Lonnie uh,
2: looking at this point? Because man, in in her day, um,
4: right? you know, amazing. Yeah. You know? she was still on TV. She's still a huge star. You know and uh it would be cool like you know after we'd finish up you know gert would be like hey you guys want a beer you want to hang out you know and we'd hang out and he'd tell us some stories and we'd have a beer and we'd pack up and roll on out of there but it's hilarious that is uh, amazing uh you know like i'll never forget he had like uh you know sort of like off the bar was you know kind of like uh Almost like those, uh, sort of like, uh, whatever, like the bathroom was almost like one of those, like, TGI Friday type deals where they were, like, you know, old newspaper, like the wallpaper was like old fashioned newspaper clippings oh, yeah. all over the thing of different stuff from Hollywood, you know? Right, right. And it was hilarious. It was the first time, you know, I mean, I, I never saw stuff. I was, uh, you know, like just this young guy. and. First time I ever saw a toilet seat that had barbed wire, uh, you know, embedded into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's bonkers. He, I and mean, he's like, "You want? You know, you, you need to use the head. Go in there. barbed wire the
2: Just a practical hey, joke.
1: Before we let you go, Jim, yeah. can we uh, do, play a Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim? I'm. I'm going to give you two because the first one I I highly doubt you'll have a connection but you never know you always uh, you always surprises. So I'm going to give you two options they're both Canadian. So again, this is uh, where we give Engineer Jim, our award-winning engineer uh, from our Fox days, uh, a musical artist, and he tells us if he has a connection in some way to them. So mine are both Canadian, as I mentioned. I'm going to see a Stompin' Tom tribute band in Peterborough, Ontario, on Friday. That is the first one, but another one that I believe you might have a better connection or a chance of having a connection with, Gordon Lightfoot. Do you have a connection to either Stompin' Tom or Gordon Lightfoot or both?
4: Um... I I can't recall if I have a connection to Stompin' Tom. Uh, certainly, obviously know who Stompin' Tom is, but I really don't know if I if I have. Yeah, a that one's that one's to a tough one because
1: I don't think he did much down in the states because all he sang about was Canada.
4: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, with respect to Gordon Lightfoot, I I know uh, that I've worked with some of the musicians who have traveled with him in years past. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to come up with uh, some of their names off the top of my head, but I, I know that I've worked with guys who have worked with him over the years.
2: Jim, can I ask uh, you about Jeff Emmerich? Because we were going to talk about yeah. him last week, too. Now, he's the Beatles engineer who passed away recently. Yeah. And you had a chance to work with him in what capacity?
4: Just a few weeks ago, actually, he passed. Um, uh, So uh, he, through, you know, uh, just meeting various people and all this other stuff, uh, somehow or another, he found out, Like, like Billy Bob was a huge fan of his, a huge fan of the Beatles, loved, uh, that whole British invasion, uh, music. He loves that stuff. And, uh, so Jeff found out that, uh, you know, Billy was a huge fan. So he contacted Billy's people and, uh, said, hey, look, you know, I have, uh, uh, my book, you know, which is, uh, if you ever want to read a great book about, the recording process and the inner workings of the Beatles, Uh, his book, I think it's here, there and everywhere in my life with the Beatles. It's phenomenal. And so uh, he's like, I have a book I signed for Billy, da, 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 He did one for me and all this stuff. And he brought it over and we, we I built this insane studio at Billy's house and Jeff would come and hang out and he liked it so much, and he liked our vibe and hanging out so much, he used to just come over and hang. And uh, eventually, when we were going to mix one of Billy's records, um, he was like, hey, do you guys mind if I just come and sit in and whatever? And I think uh, one of Billy's Boxmaster records, he's actually, uh, we did like these crazy old 60s kind of looking photo uh, uh photos for the inside album cover and we made him we dressed him up as the record producer and I was the engineer and he's we have a picture of him in the studio with us uh, while I'm mixing the record and he's kind of standing over my shoulder giving his nod of approval and stuff and that's on the album cover but, uh, but he would come and hang out in the studio with us while we were recording and mixing and he got to just be a fly on the wall while i was doing my thing and uh you know of course i'm nervous as hell i mean this guy's my my idol and i'm thinking you know he's probably thinking wow here's a guy that really doesn't know what he's doing (laughs) and uh you know he's like going you know man uh people don't work like this you know anymore you're a real real artist you're a true artist uh in every sense of the word and uh i'm really really impressed by your work and it was nice of him to pass that on to billy too and uh you know really had nice words you know said some of the stuff i did was genius and wow, wow that's, that's amazing was
0: pretty cool hey,
1: yeah we've already gone long here Jim one last question about someone who just passed Paul Allen. Paul Allen the uh, Microsoft yeah. co-founder billionaire yep. owner of the Seattle Seahawks the uh, Portland Trailblazers um, he was a musician and I didn't know this but he had musicians on retainer that he would fly in like he would even fly Eric Clapton in to
4: just jam yeah so I met him through Robbie Robertson and uh, Robbie was really tight with him as a matter of fact when they did the reissue of uh, um, I'm having a brain fart here the you know the the movie the band did the last last waltz the last waltz and when they did the remix of all that stuff they did that at his house and uh robbie would go all around the world with him and record on the yacht and all that other stuff hmm. and uh, again robbie and billy bob were buddies and uh we were finishing up working on this movie all the pretty horses that billy directed with uh matt damon and penelope cruz and so he was, and this was at the time when he was married to, to Angelina Jolie. And so Billy was like, hey, man, you know, we're having a jam session at the house. You know, why don't you guys come down? So I'm there, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh Paul Allen walks in. And, of course, all the agents from CAA, they're all there kind of up his butt, kissing his ass, and they all come in and Robbie Robertson's there and uh, Billy Gibbons is there, Daniel Lanois, uh, Billy, I mean it was like a who's who, uh, I think Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's was there playing bass, we had all sorts of people there jamming, it was, and was
1: crazy. Is, how was Paul Allen as a musician?
4: It, it, unbelievable, it was hilarious, Ooh. I had just bought this amazing bass, uh uh, 66 Fender P bass, and um, uh, I mean this thing was unbelievable, and and this old Ampeg bass amp, and I'm kind of explaining that to Paul. Yeah, I just picked this up and check it out. And Paul's like, oh yeah, I have three of these.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay,
2: <laughs> of course, of course. Well, he, he didn't, yeah, didn't he and, build his but, own museum in
4: Seattle the ex- for Jimi yeah, Hendrix, wasn't it? Well, he the Hendrix Museum. He is the, you know, I guess he was the curator and founder right. of that up there. Yeah, and uh, just a huge musician. Uh, a guy I, I knew that used to work for a company, SSL, that makes, like, really great consoles this is the one I use at Fox. Um, he was on retainer with him as sort of like his engineer, and, you know, he would kind of build studios. At, he had one at his house out here in L.A. He had one. In the south of France, he had one on his yacht. He had them all over the place, and this guy's job was just travel around wherever he was, and if he felt like recording, uh, to be the guy there to record.
2: Uh, wouldn't it wouldn't be fast. So, it's like Prince. Like, does he have like three hundred unreleased songs in a vault somewhere, and we're going to get the uh, Paul he, Allen tunes coming out?
4: He, he must. He must. And uh, I'm sure the list of people on it is, you know, who's who of. you know, musicians. But uh, he he was great. And, you know, very unassuming, just super nice, mellow guy. I mean, it was crazy. You know, we had Matt Damon playing the tambourine and (laughs) Penelope Cruz is there like playing shakers. And, you know, there's all these uh, huge movie stars and rock stars all jamming in the room, all having a great time. And you know, Paul's just sitting in the corner, jamming on the bass, having a good time, like, you know, like a fly on the wall. That's know? unreal. He's he, yeah. Man, he died too young. Yeah, he's only 65. I, I can't believe it. You know, and it's, it's so sad. And you would think, oh, man, you know, somebody that wealthy, you would be able to help you know or be able to find the technology to help him and That's right you just know that you. you know
1: that he would have had every single uh doctor who was a pro- the best in that field he would have had every single yeah.
4: medicine that Every was-
2: experimental uh, drug everything he probably
4: tried it he, all I- I would imagine, you know, it's it's just it's unbelievable. It just goes to show you, it's so sad. Too. Yeah, it is <laughs> that's right.
2: Well, listen, we don't want to end on a downer note, but we do. You know, uh, we do have to wrap it up. But Jim, this this has been amazing. The Burt Reynolds pulling pulling up to Reynolds' house and recording him like that's just the craziest oh, great. thing ever. And
4: you know, the whole time, you know, those uh, vans, you know, with driving around like see the stars' house, you know, <laughs> and the maps to stars' yep. home. It was just like a constant, you know, vans driving by with all the, you know, sightseeing people, all the people looking in, trying to look over the gate, you know, and we got the big truck out front and we're, it was hilarious rolling the tape <laughs> machines in there. It was, it was really, it was a lot of fun. Oh, man.
2: Jim, yeah. uh, you're a lot of fun and people were very excited to hear you back on the podcast last week. By That's the way. right. Yeah, very. Man,
4: exciting. The, the, for me, it, I told you before. I'll say it again. This is the highlight of my week talking to you guys. And I love it.
1: <laughs> and starting Tuesday night, we'll be uh, hearing your uh, your crafty work on the World Series.
4: Yes, you will. Yep, yep. I'm doing. Uh, it's a crazy week for me. I'm doing all the World Series games. I'm doing Thursday night football. I'm doing Here- Sunday football crazy.
1: How about the, so game one of the World Series, tell us specifically what you worked on so someone can be watching the game and say, oh my god, Engineer Jim mixed that.
4: So uh, right when uh, we come on to air, right at 4.30, there'll be a big open like music video that, you know, with a real popular song that highlights you know, the plays leading up to the World Series between both teams, and it's like you know, a big, long, kind of high-energy music video. That's the first thing you see. I did that. All right. right. And I will do that when I show up to work tomorrow at 7 a.m. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> well, at least you
4: probably
2: beat the traffic from Coldwater
4: Canyon. I, I, you know what? I don't mind at all for exactly that reason.
2: You know, Jim, very quickly, I, I keep saying very quickly, and then I keep at, wanting to talk to you longer, but I just read an article about Dennis Wilson uh, of the Beach Boys. I'm kind of obsessed yeah. with the Beach Boys right now. And, uh, and how he lived in Christine McVie's Coldwater Canyon home, during the recording of Tusk, and he was out of his mind on Coke and booze. And I was like, man, oh, that's probably my. like Jim's house right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I am sitting here with a glass of wine, I will tell you that much. Yeah. As you should be. <laughs> Uh, Jim, we're going to let you go.
2: We'll, uh, we'll, we're will we'll going to try to keep in touch a little more often because uh, we miss you very much, and obviously the oh, listeners do it. too.
4: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Much love to you both. I you love too, you buddy. too,
2: buddy, and uh, enjoy that glass of wine. Well deserved.
4: <laughs> see you, <laughs> Thank Jim. Thank you. I will. Uh, take, take care. You too. And,
1: uh, of course, the time he uh, mentioned was uh, West Coast time, so you can see uh, Jim's... Uh, Work at the start of the World Series, game one. So I
2: guess it'll be 7.30 when they go on air for their pregame show. I guess first pitch is probably... And I don't don't
1: know who's airing it in Canada. Don't know. Have a clue.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's available actually on TV in Canada. So that's the Jane Dan podcast brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. Man, that was a blast. We we just took a walk down memory lane. We got to know Danny better, our social media guy. And we
1: kept Christoph, sorry we kept you here longer. We went really long. This is the longest podcast we've done in we ages.
2: Yeah, we went a long time. Sorry, buddy. Stop, are you okay? I'll be all right. <laughs> this will
3: uh this will suffice us for the next three weeks, I think. So
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll split it up. Nah. Okay, we won't alright uh, we gotta run say bye bye they're
0: going home